This machine kills fascists. Fingertips, you know? Who knows what they're playing on Nickelodeon all day long? I can't even imagine having basic cable anymore. That was like such a relic of my past. <laughs> Welcome to our TV pod. This hot little Texas Mike and Christian, we're back. <laughs> hey, everybody. 2022. Happy New Year. I hope uh, y'all that was a it. Mike, that was a perfect time for you to pull the... Oh, I didn't see you there. Oh, there I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you how I really feel. There's a lot of early episodes where we where we were like, yeah, we're gonna say that. Oh, that's right. We're gonna say that dumb joke. Well, you're you're good at you're good at sneaking in the the, dumb, the, dumb the record button, you know. I don't know how much we'll do of, a little I don't know how much of the uh, what's that video called that we just watched? I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I just showed it. We're talking about relics from the past. I showed him an old guy getting punched in the face. Yeah, we don't need to. I don't you know. can get the sound clip, I'm sure. Uh, you played it near the microphone several times. Oh, we've been rolling that long. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> but we're but I I feel like we're in the vibe. It's nice. Yeah. Well, Lord knows the vibe comes and goes with this podcast. <laughs> we got we got we're busy and interesting people. That's true. And God knows this is not one of our priorities. I, I, yeah, no, it isn't. I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we love you guys, our listeners, our loyal listeners. No, 100%. Big you guys are cool. Mad love. Uh, and it is fun to do it. As long as we don't apologize for it. You know, it's the only time that... No, we're works. unapologetic. Uh, as well we should be. So, we got some, we do have some fun stuff to cover. Do you want to wrap up Succession at all since we left off after <laughs> reviewing episodes one and two? That's right. And then missed three through nine. Uh, that's a lot to talk about. And it was, uh, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, been a little while, so I don't remember, I don't really have any of the, uh, any you, of the fire I had I at the time. I would say this is the strongest season thus far. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike's like, I don't have anything to say, except yeah. a hot little take that this I'm, is the I'm best. Trying to, if I'm, right, I'm trying to slip in and wrap it up real quick. <laughs> if, uh, if Larry David's singing the Oscars music at me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, good stuff. I I don't know if I think it's the best. I think that season two is pretty undefeated in its like gasp That's, moments and the because it's a this soap set, opera. This actually sets us up for what I expect will be the best season. I say. sure I can see Succession ending really strongly. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Well, we got two more, right? That's the plan. I, th- I believe so. five. I believe so. Uh, so this is a good. If this is the middle of our story, I'm I'm into it. You know, yeah. It seems like the act break, like break of tension of Kendall finally getting the "I killed a kid" off my chest. I feel two ways about this because one, it is good of the story to, to to finally let that crack. I think because it spent two seasons it, it dealing with that. It certainly hasn't resolved. It hasn't resolved, but I think that it's addressed. I think it, we can take a lot away from Roman and Shiv's whole thing being like. Who, who cares? Because that was the thing that I suspected the whole time was yeah. like, can Kendall ever get in trouble for this? 
It would just implicate Logan, and I don't think that that's yeah. ever what they were going to do. That's, that's, why, like Logan, father and that's son why Logan wouldn't, wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah. But that's also why they're just at, like a stalemate. Yeah. You know, I feel like they... It's like, look, we've... You know, it's like, you're evil. He's like, well, you're evil too, you... <laughs> so I am curious... I don't want to repeat every great line that I can think of, but... Well, I know, and there's so many, especially from the end. I, t- Tom and Greg in the last, uh, in the last Tom, episode. Tom, uh, Tom, wicked, Tom win wicked, the season? Wicked betrayal. Tom win the season? Tom, Tom's a... He's a killer. Made a deal with the devil. Deal with Papa. Yeah. So now we know kind of really where the 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 pieces and which side of the board are going to be for next season, and it's interesting and kind of unexpected. Like Papa Roy now owns our clowns, and sure, and our trio of sure, and we're giving it all the Skarsgård. There's going to be more Skarsgård next year. Who's going to be a loon? Looney Tune. Loon. Total Looney Tune. Yeah. I look forward to where that show's going. Also, uh, more of uh, Angels in America, President Hitler. Oh yeah, I think that we'll, be we'll definitely character. see Andy Kirk in the next mm-hmm. season, and I'm gonna and I I dig him. We didn't get the chance to talk about that, but yeah, I like that was he's one of my favorite actors. Like truly important new introduction. Yeah, and when you see guys like that, you're like. Okay, either he's going to have yeah. a big moment right now, or we're going to see him again and again. Totally. Like when Fisher Stevens yeah. kind of well, sneaks Actors in. like him flying across the screen in an HBO show, it's like, you know, like in cartoons when they're like walking down a hallway and you yep. see one thing that's illuminated and yep. you're like, they're going to grab that. That, that. That, board, that, one, that one board in the fence is, <laughs> is the one that's going to hit him, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's a word for that. There, Yeah, there has to be. But that's like a, his kind of vibe you're like this dude holds it down yeah. for sure and the scene with him and roman where they're I, like are we gonna jump I each other think off? this became uh, a little bit roman season too yeah who was literally like uh kind of thrown down his cards as being like i love this family <laughs> look i fucking hate to say this and i know everyone knows i hate to say this yeah but i seem to be the only one who yeah. actually feels this way, like, yeah. I love you guys, yeah. and everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I gotta, I really gotta shout out Kieran Culkin's just, like, physical performance over the last three episodes of that yeah. season, like, his, like, constant, like, crumbling and rising and He's, wilting, and, 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 squirming. like, it's amazing. Yeah, the squirming during the, <laughs> the, some... dick, the dick pic scenes <laughs> of, of the finest so squirming. <laughs> yeah, that, and obviously it all came to, like, a head with that, because he had been doing it in, like, these amazing subtle ways throughout the whole season, yeah. like, you know, when he have, when Shiv pens that letter that just, like, damns Kendall towards the beginning, his, like, like, Ugh, I can't believe that this is the way that we act with each other uh-huh. reactions that he doesn't. Well, and they slipped it in there know. all season where he was like, okay, this is a bit much. And then you go yeah. back to being the biggest prick in the world, but you're like, yeah, always. God, is this the only guy who kind of gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> but I, anyway, I think that the, the, the best description of his physicality in the dick pic scene is that he looks like a worm on Adderall. That's a great description. <laughs> yeah, lots great. of standing up, sitting down, linking his arms and, you know, crossing his You're legs sicko. and uncrossing his legs. <laughs> daddy, please. Please, Daddy, I'm so sorry. So, I yeah. showed my penis to the nice lady. <laughs> that, 
<laughs> also Such amazing, the... like creepy dick pics that they picked for that thing of it, like bare, like poking, like poking at us and boxers. It's very it, it, weird. No, I, it stood out to me that I was like, huh? He wears tidy whiteies. Yeah, <laughs> so that's. <laughs> It's fucking like, funny. It's d- well, Such I a mean, funny detail. It, it might have been boxer briefs, but they were like white. Yeah. He just looks like he's like in a diaper or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm like, that's such a strange, like... <laughs> so fucked. You know, like there are things Hollywood does that I think are like, that is like a very cartoonish thing. It's like a man is in his underwear. They're tidy whiteies. Or, right. or long johns, like, sure. you know. Long but, johns always get a laugh. But tidy yeah. whiteies are in so tidy every fucking movie. And not for a laugh. Yeah, it'll that's just true. be like this is what our hero wears. Yeah, did did Hopefully Breaking Bad he... bring Tidy Whitey's back? I mean, this but is probably that's like a mocked thing, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess we never see Walter White graduate. It is. I guess it. It, it, it is. It would have been so funny if that he, there does was a scene where he bought like better underwear, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm gonna fuck Skyler." <laughs> He's like, these really fucking. It's playing I'm the sh- Bee Gees. Playing the Bee Gees. Shave my fucking balls. <laughs> Like Walter, look at you. He's like, yeah, Heisenberg. <laughs> what a transformation <laughs> from that fucking bush I had earlier. You should write that as a spec script, Mike. Uh, <laughs> that a, just seems a, like a, a, good, a bottle episode where like a comedy, where Walt like a balls. like a, a com like a touring comedy troupe doing sketches or something <laughs> like that play about the Simpsons, uh, Mr. Burns. Yeah, that's what that plays about. Walter White's other transformations. She's like, I thought you loved white chocolate. He's like, no. Dark chocolate, baby. It's got more antioxidants. <laughs> I'm Heisenberg now. Wow. Really good stuff. There's your succession wrap up. Uh, Bye, succession. We, glad we got that in. Yeah, we're not going to see it until 2024 now, probably. Unless there's another, uh, you know, uh, pandemic or something. Oh, we're time. handling that. I did. I love every time. I feel like it's happened a few times during COVID, where there's like a report from some country where it's like first case of this weird disease happens here, and the general response on Twitter is always like, "Kill them, kill everybody." <laughs> just like, like it's like what, like one person has it. And oh. It's like, like they have to take one for the team. Oh yeah, I think uh, that's kind of your job is. Uh, agent, what is it? Not Agent Zero. Is it Agent Zero? That's sounds, Patient Zero. Patient Zero. Agent yeah. Zero is like a spy thing. Yeah. Agent Zero. <laughs> you gotta take I, one for the team, Agent so, Zero. I saw, another, you the... I saw another great tweet the other day telling James Bond to grow up and just go by seven. Hey, he what? To just grow up and go by seven. <laughs> just grow up. Double O seven. That's enough. <laughs> also, I don't believe that the 007 in the uh, British Secret Service, whatever the fuck they're called, MI6, that guy would be like 130 if he were alive, right? That guy would have <laughs> had to have been, he would have been like, a, you know, around during the days of Sherlock Holmes, 007. Oh, sh- oh, you yeah, he I'm was, saying? yeah, he was an early hire. Yeah, yeah. it's like with like a golf membership, like then, honorary top. And 10. I think they explained that like it's an inherited thing, and I'm like, that's bullshit because it makes it sound like he's the seventh greatest spy in the world or something. Right, right. Or at least in England. Well, but seven is not that impressive. Why did he get all the movies? You know, it's also sexy. Double, double of fours, kind of. 
you know, 004 it does. He doesn't send, pull his. Do, yeah, 004 just sounds like you're dumb, like you. Missed. He probably is like a crack shot, you know, <laughs> master of disguise. This is never the sort of uh, doesn't have an inflated. The liver. unpacking I expected out of us tonight. We always go off the fucking rails, man. That's why know. you were like, okay, let's stick to 15 minutes on each subject. So what's the next subject? <laughs> <laughs> what's on the docket? Uh, you didn't like Curb the season. You didn't I, like Trace, I, you got sick of Tracy Ullman. I got a little sick of Tracy Ullman. She, I think that's probably what, it's like succession, like you're supposed yeah. to hate the character. Sure, kind of sure. Thing. I also, I just, I don't know, there, maybe it was that like they, it seemed like the whole season should have been the first five episodes of a season. I thought that some of those, I was calling it like um, a Rube Goldberg machine, like the writing in that show, because sometimes when those plot lines stay like, all connect and run through. It's just old Seinfeld writing, and I think, like, what makes Larry David such a special... Yeah. Like, he, sure. can, make the, he can make the weird pin that dropped earlier five episodes, you know, ago. Totally. Come back into play, yeah. and, you know... Yeah, it's, it's like, that's, like, great clown work, basically, that they And that's why, that's that why way, they can improvise know? all that shit, because no, it's totally. already kind of, like, the thing's just gonna work. However, like, all you have to do is go plug it in, plug it plug it in and oh definitely i just i don't know i guess that i just didn't i wasn't i wasn't dying with laughing the way that i typically am and i think a big part of it is that the season was missing missing richard lewis it had some lewis not enough not the way that you usually get him every episode you sound like richard lewis having a conversation with larry david about what he thought of the season <laughs> It could have, Larry. Could I have thought been the better. I thought the writing was masterful, and you're like, could use more of me though. <laughs> well, it was because I realized that it was like because he was sick, but you know, was he? I think so. Not like dying, but I think that he. Yeah, he's know. getting older. He is old, but did I send you? I meant to send you. Uh, R.I.P. Bob Saget, by the way. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Yeah. I listened to the first part of his like old Marin thing the other day. It's pretty. Did funny. I send you that picture of Richard Lewis and Larry David and the Playboy Bunnies when they're. Oh yeah, young. hilarious. They both have actually. It's hair. crazy. Larry probably had one of the, Larry who looks like Larry David, uh, probably had one of the greatest glow ups of all time because him in the eighties and shit, he looks like a fucking dweeb. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, not, like not in a good funny way at all. Now he's, now <laughs> like he's a, a, totally lunatic. Now he's like uh, one of the more stylish boomers. <laughs> yeah, in, it's so in weird. Existence. But never forget that he donated a bunch of money to Pete Buttigieg. Well, never forget. <laughs> could have been worse. Could have been worse. And the season could have been worse. It was fine. Worse. He didn't sign the Polanski, you know. Oh, dude, thing. that's... <laughs> I looked at that and I was pretty disappointed to see some names on there that I like. There's a lot of names on there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of French names, but the definitely ones that aren't, lot, definitely the ones that aren't are the ones that are the more bothersome ones, I'd say. <laughs> what's, what's the, fun, least, what's the funniest surprising. What's the funniest one to you? Uh... I mean, none of them are funny. Like, the first one you see, if you're looking at it alphabetically, is, like, Wes Anderson. Yeah. And you're like, yeesh. Yeah. Scorsese's on there. Scorsese's on there. Um, yeah. Aronofsky. Aronofsky. 100% is on there. I was glad I saw no PTA, no Tarantino, right. no Cohen. Yeah, because none of those guys are weirdos. I'm sure that Scorsese's like, we should all be able to make films, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Let everybody have a chance. He's like, he's he's like, I knew them back in the day. They were sweet. Couple. Can I get a grade on my Scorsese impression? No, that was good. 
your, that, your, your, eyebrow, your eyebrows need work, but... Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. You know. Okay, I'll work on it. Just, really, My first crack felt pretty good to me. show a man with some grease paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I was glad to see that meme going out. It's always, it's always good to just remind people. I just love that uh, <laughs> Scorsese's people become think. such a figure of, like, the ornery film uh, snob uh-huh. as opposed to the the popular movie person and I know which one we tend to be sure you know sure we'll talk about some movies after the break sure is it break time no I thought that I so I didn't watch the second episode uh, the righteous gemstones is back uh-huh and I did not realize how much how happy I was gonna be to be watching it again. I forgot how good it is because it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, the and music. Has... I forgot that there was like a whole season where I was just obsessed with uh, misbehaving, <laughs> misbehaving. Like, for like a month or two. Yeah, but that was like I think that that might have come out in 2019. I think that that played with Succession the last time Succession was on, right. which was so long ago. It feels even longer ago. Oh man. And I remember kind of not being crazy about it in the beginning, but then as that, as that, it's a weird show. As that like dipshit yarn begins to spin, you're like, "This is beautiful." Is, do you know how many seasons they plan on having? I think that this is a th- another three season and it's done thing. I think Vice Principals was just two. Yeah, he's like they're like that whole squad of people. Well, I think like, I think they learned from. Eastbound and down because that probably dragged on like two seasons longer than they wanted. Oh, I don't think yeah, so. No. I think that it's all good. Well, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I just remember it being a lot it's longer. So Isn't it like six seasons? Long? I think it's five. It's five. It's fucking, but it's only half hour, so like That's, they go really quick. I would quick. kill to have the kind of setup those guys have. Kenny Powers <laughs> is one of the greatest television characters of all time. Oh, yeah. That's another that's another Patreon episode we could do fifty best TV characters. Yeah, yeah, we're starting to come up with some ideas for possible yeah. Patreon. Yeah, and we're episodes. gonna and we're gonna let those rip uncut so that I don't have to edit them. But you have to pay ten dollars oh, to hear them. Yeah, we just realized <laughs> we just have come to the conclusion that for us to prioritize our love of this podcast, we need to start getting paid to do it for the love of the pod. A little bit for the love of the pod. For the love of God, we our time is money. But we'll get into that another Sure, day. sure. Anyway. Just plan on it. Just think about <laughs> it. Just plan on it. <laughs> you can turn this off right now if you don't plan on it. This is a terrible thing to say. <laughs> plan on it. Write it down. <laughs> My birthday's in a couple months. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. Three, five? Four hundred. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Quadricentennial. Quadr- you think I would have known what that word is in all this time? I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I haven't watched the second one, but the first the first episode is very very good. Yeah, and, and our guy the second one is too. I I'm you so got sure. some great cameos. So I got the and this is no spoiler, but Eric Andre pops up in the first episode, and as soon as he steps on stage as this like Texas. Uh, televangelist, yeah, he's a, like he has a millennial his, televangelist, his hip all the time. Yeah, and like just this great Texas wife. And as soon as soon as he came out, I was like, Yeah, of really course. Exciting. Like this this man belongs yeah. here. <laughs> he's got the right energy, the sense of humor. Like he's on board. Yeah, and the I guess one of the things that's 
the sense of humor is so great because they do play it straight they play it str- like as serious as cancer except there's usually that they there's, don't at all but then there's like a, there's crazy shit happening that they is treated very like very seriously just i mean just the way that danny mcbride talks and the way everyone talks the way everyone the things they say to each other while serious things are happening like, even while something serious is happening, someone else is like, ha you dipshit, you sad right now? Like, that kind of thing. When Danny McBride is telling <laughs> the eldest son to go talk to his younger brother about how he needs to quit masturbating. And hiding his jizz and he's like, everywhere. He's like, but anyway. It's disrespectful. He refers to him and his wife as the mummies and the daddies. <laughs> I really would like. I'd like to see Danny McBride and so and our guy. Oh my God, Doctor Sanchez. Oh, uh, Matt Barry. Matt Barry <laughs> go head to head. Matt Barry and Danny McBride. I would love that. Please, some casting director, if you're listening, I'm tired of seeing the same fucking three guys that are starring in all these fucking comics. Put those two guys, have them be cousins. You know, would you rather on a misadventure? Would you rather have like a Bond film where Danny McBride plays James Bond and Matt Berry plays the villain, or would you rather have one where Matt Berry plays I'd, 007 and Danny McBride? I'd rather McBride have plays... one where they both, d- where Matt Berry hates Americans and Danny McBride hates British people, and they have to work together. And the whole time they're like. You goddamn Brit! Like planes, fucking plane, Americans. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Are yes, those but they two. like are really uh, nationalistic and. I'd actually, I'd like a trilogy. I'd like a stuff. trilogy. If you could give me three different iterations on like the head to best head to head matchup. The of those first two. one they'd have to be like in neither country, and then every sequel would have to take place in one of their respective home countries. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bond one you do like in Switzerland, and it doesn't yeah, matter. or that's yeah. like just them actually globe trotting on a totally. around the world in eighty days adventure. One hundred percent. Yeah. And then if that's successful, which it would what be, what kind of universe would it not? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> then you pull out. Then you fart out a couple of Shanghai Nights or whatever. Dude, you know? Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights with those <laughs> two is so funny. Yeah. It's them. <laughs> Couple of pugilists. Wow. On the road. There you go. We saved. We saved Hollywood. There you go, Hollywood. The fucking the studio comedy is this alive. This is why we do this podcast is to just improve the general situation. I honestly might cut that because it's such a good free idea. No, I, I'm not super worried that anyone that is gonna that could steal it is gonna listen to this before we can get to it. Yeah. Before we can contact our personal friends Dana McBride and Matt Berry and pitch it to them. Honestly, I feel like we could find a way to get to them. <laughs> Who do you think is more likely to listen to this? Just through the Kevin Baconing of the universe, Matt Berry or Dana McBride? <laughs> Neither one. Yeah. That's the right <laughs> I'm one. not that worried. <laughs> Unless we decided to devote an entire series to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, if, which is a completely valid thing to do. If someone knows one of those guys and can get this to them, they're gonna give us credit. <laughs> no, they're not, and they don't. Then they shouldn't. Because they That's won't. They won't be able to describe it the way we just did. <laughs> All right.
think that's good enough a place to take a break as any. We'll come back and we'll do some pure cinema, licorice pizza, and pure flicks cinema. Pure uh, flicks cinema, pure baby. Flicks, pure fuck cinema. <laughs> Streaming services, hallelujah. Just two little kids out there misbehaving. fucking do Elaine <laughs> like hit me up I forgot about that I should have auditioned for that who would you have auditioned for I can't do any of those people that well I could probably do putty <laughs> yeah you could probably do putty maybe do putty <laughs> I tried to go do devils we're the devils worked on that one um, what else are you good at you've got some you've got what are your best what are your top three voices? I don't know. I was so glad when I went to that... Oh, we're going again, huh? When I went to that one... Uh, <laughs> I just made Mike take a shot of tequila. It's, no, that's fine. I was happy to do it. Uh, was, <laughs> I was just happy to do it. There was... Uh, uh, when we went to those Shakes auditions on, on my thing, it said, you know, voices and impressions or whatnot. Uh-huh. And uh, this was in Boulder. And, uh, was this when you had to do Peter Lorre? Yeah, because the, the, the <laughs> casting director was like, can you do Peter Lorre? And I was like, fuck, yeah, I, I can, and I know who that is, and I know, like, as a man who's in his 30s, you're going to be impressed that I even know who the fuck that is, much Ooh. less can do that impression. Right. And so I, because it was for the German guy. Yeah, for Dr. Pinch. Dr. Pinch. Tommy Veras, I remember And I got well. the call back, <laughs> did Dr. Pinch, Jeff, the guy who was the director, was like, what do you, I don't get it, just, can you just do normal German thing? <laughs> and it was so deflating. And what I should have done, which I really wanted to do, and I'm actually gonna, He said he didn't get it? He didn't even realize what I was doing. Oh my was, god! And I was like, fuck man, I'm doing the thing that the other guy kind of asked for, because he thought it'd be interesting, and it was... As a character actor, like, this is a kind of just a predicament that I can't really do anything about. I'd love to weave um, the plot of a casting director just... Tr- deliberately tripping because i know he up. watched it and was like oh he's doing the peter Lorre thing because he was in the back or whatever you know but, uh, like, he thinks it's cool and everyone else and is so like, then i did like a normal german voice what i wanted to do was uh werner herzog oh sure I thought that do you want to give us a little werner do a little werner herzog i could do a little bit of that i'm gonna I, try to do i like that. that you really go you really go for old werner i think he's always been that way he used to be a little more aggressive. He yeah, used, but he, to, he used like, to punch a little more. Just like kind of find that willowy spot in my in my throat where the the the, the cold wind flows. <laughs> that's my like bones. that's like his voice, his documentary voiceover. Yeah, tone. it's it's he sounds like a ghost. What a fucking king! <laughs> like he sounds like an old <laughs> fucking <ghost>. king. <laughs> Boo! Boo! You losers! <laughs> I'm haunting you. There was a. Uh, he showed up one of the funniest cameos. I think it was in Shameless. And, really? And it, he was this guy who was gonna sell the main chick. Um, she eventually wants to buy her own a little apartment complex and be a landlord. Because uh-huh. that's what you do when you're not trying to be poor anymore, or whatever. Um, 
but he's like the guy who like sells it to her or cleans it up to, for her and is just being like terrifying and like giving her the tour and it's like you know looks like the kind of place people have been murdered in or whatever and he's just a good good casting for that it was also a sith or something i guess right i remember seeing that and i I the main thing I remember anymore. from that was uh, having not watched any of The Last Mandalorian. What is it called? Yeah, that's right. The Last Mandalorian. No, I think it's just The Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> I was like, see? Okay. No. Oh, I, I thought you meant like the previous episode or season. Oh, or no. Did you watch it? I watched the first season, but I could oh, not care less so you, to continue. But wasn't there a thing when that I show came out? I was curious, out? especially about the... The burner of it all. And really, I think I on this podcast I tell you like the, the highlights. Have you told me about this? Like, Where's the baby? Like, yeah. Did I see the child. And isn't the the whole thing was that he they were gonna not make that a puppet, and he was like, "You're fools. It's yeah, the most beautiful thing." That is right. Yeah, he was like, "It's beautiful, stunning puppet. <laughs> it looks like a real." Real, real creature. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that show's good because he was around there being like, be honest. I don't think he's around. Tell I think he truth. was around for an episode. And I love him. I love him so much. I still have never watched the short doc that's on Criterion. I don't know if you can call it a doc. But it's it's a Geraldo one? It, no, it's called Werner Herzog Eats a Shoe. And it's a 15 minute video and the description is Werner Herzog lost a bet to his friend in the 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 wager was that he would have to boil and eat a leather shoe. Oh my god! And so he does it. Eats the entire thing. I that's I mean I'm only I'm only rolling out the title and the description, but it seems like it's it seems See, like it's I've fifteen seen that minutes. Video where he drinks out of a shoe, and it's not like a <laughs> champagne out of a stiletto either. <laughs> well. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. <laughs> Did you see that Channel 5 video where they're fucking drinking bush lights out of their, like, fucking nasty Ugh. boots? And the one guy is like, uh. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Why? I've never understood drinking competitive drinking attitudes. Oof. See, I really yeah. go in for that. It's tough for me, man. I know you. Yeah, you've never been like a big drinking game guy. I was always like, why can't we play like see who can get the most stone? Because I bet I could do pretty fucking good. Because I bet it's me. Let's see who can fall asleep last. Because I will be watching another movie when this one is over. <laughs> well, that seems like as good a segue as any. What do you got? Well, I thought that we could we could do sort of a roundup of the uh, every so, movie you watched in twenty twenty one. You can do your list. Well, I thought that you and David and I could link up and do a top five on the year. Okay, in the, I'm sure in the coming days. I'm sure we'll probably talk about half of mine tonight anyway. Well, and I was I thought about that as well, but I figured we could at least touch on some of maybe not the things we want to talk about then, but sure, 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 uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't want to just like blow. The, I, well, just quick list of kind of things we've seen recently are Licorice Pizza, Don't Look Up, Macbeth, I mean, Macbeth. there's, I've, I've, I also had COVID um, recently, so I hammered in a lot of shit, that's true. You <laughs> a lot of stuff but we don't need it. to, we don't need to talk about all those, but, um, you know, Personal Velocity, shout out, great stuff. Those are like highlight ones, though. Those are, I think that, I mean, we're, we're pulling up, 
recently. We're obviously. pulling up, looking at Oscar season, and these are some of the ones that I think contend. are definitely. They're all going to be. They contend. contend, and I, I'm happy about that. Mm. I like all of those. I mean, I like all three of those movies. I do too. I like some more than others. Uh, you want to focus in on one? I don't know. I guess, I mean, I feel the need to talk about Licorice Pizza, but if you and David and I do a top five, I imagine that we can probably... You don't want to talk about it right now? There's a lot to unpack. I mean, it might be more fun. It might be more fun to do that with David. Sure. You know, the three of us, because I got to imagine that that's on all three of our lists I would, in that's some what position I'd like or to another. Deep dive to the point where I'm just doing Wikipedia and I sure. need trivia. And sure. Stuff. We can hold on. I guess maybe then we can hold the Licorice Pizza conversation a little bit. I do... I don't know. I, I do want to address some of the, like, people Highlight. people on Twitter who were like, this movie's disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she's a, she's an adult when he's a minor. Yeah. For, like, a couple of years. And I don't think that anything sexual happens between them until after that. She's like, nothing, nothing she's sexual like happens grooming him. He hits on her when she, she's a grown woman and he's a teenager. There's, I mean, there's a lot of different things that I think that, Maybe people shouldn't read the movie quite as literally as that one. I don't want to spoil the ending of the movie, but it's not. But it is not a sexual um, relationship. It's not a sexual yeah, relationship not, in any it's, way. You can't equate it with like the teachers who get impregnated by their students. No, well, and it's one of the. It's a thing that I've heard described as like people today need to like realize the difference between like a crush and actual sex. Well, and he also and, like he also has this showbiz industry power over her the entire time even though he's younger like he's a famous well, i mean his guy his just entire persona is like like she she works for him multiple times well you know i was reading yeah. the it's sort of an like, interesting thing about about the movie in the richard brody review earlier where he's talking about you know how she is from the same city but somehow feels like just kind of a basic townie in the world that, like, that kid lives in, because he is so... Yeah, like, they're different, you they're know. They're, like, a different, they're a different class because of his fame, you know? But it is, it's, but it's, like, like his mom but it's, like, barely fame, and it's the, like, long leash that he has in his life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, and it's about, like, the audacity of being 15 and the insecurity when you're 25, like, are very real things, and, like, the... You know, the vulnerability you have when you're 15 is still present when you're 25, and it's, like, two two precipices of adulthood that are, like, mm. like you know, acting erratically, I think. Sure. You know? Her whole thing when she's well, going movie, through it, she's like, is it weird that I do this? The movie takes place over the course of, like, what, three, five years? I don't know. Years. I think it only takes place over a handful of months. No, he has multiple businesses and stuff throughout the course. I know. <laughs> I don't think it's over the course. Of, I think that it's over the course of like a couple of years. I don't know. Is this? Do you have confirmation on this? No, but I remember immediately when we got out of there. Me and Bob and Joanne were talking about the age stuff, and Bob was trying to like figure out the passage of time, and he was more, he was trying to figure that one out. There, I mean, there are there are indicators, I guess, of like I, like, I the, the, like the oil shortage and stuff. Yeah, like that. I got the I thought sense it was all it was, nineteen. I thought it was all nineteen seventy three. I thought that was the whole deal. I got the sense that maybe it was a year or two of them being friends and her hanging out with him and his friends all the time, and you know, to the point where they're just like, 
Well, but I mean, that isn't a conversation that happens People at all. People brutally murder Bradley Cooper in the street. <laughs> and we can, we Alfred can, Molina and them drive off to Las Vegas and do a bunch of mescaline. We can, we can, un, we can unpack Licorice Pizza further, but I just... The, the, kind, the kind of like weird Zoomer... Zoomer therapy... Biden cabinet lib on Twitter crowd that is like canceling this movie. I think you people are out of your minds. I think you have worms in your brains. I it's the, as like as what I wanted to say. Sure. No, I and I feel that. It's I think not the thing to really like get hung up on, but of course people want to get mad about anything they can get mad about. And I would also direct you all know? of those people to go and see the Red Rocket, would, which is a, would, a movie where a thirty seven year old man explicitly has sex with a seventeen year old. I would say old. if anyone wants to figure out where to focus their frustration about most things, they should go read the Communist Manifesto by <laughs> Paul Marx. This isn't a political podcast. I think that they should hop on Twitter and say the dumbest thing they've ever thought. Uh, I think Twitter sounds like a great place for for that kind of thing. That's why it's so good. That's That's why it's so good. Great place for dumb thoughts. A great place for dumb thoughts. And and Facebook's is a bad place for bad thoughts. Yeah, right. For just awful, horrible Just for bad, yeah. No, I I think that a a great place for bad thoughts or dumb thoughts is the way that Twitter should rebrand itself now that uh, whatever the fuck his name is. And Instagram can be a great place for hot thoughts. <laughs> and this is the Hogcast for your momcast. Hey, hot little tapes. Oh, we're back. Everybody. <laughs> we're back again. We're feeling it. Um, do we... I think that I I would be down to discuss Macbeth in in a little more detail because it's a little more fresh in my mind. I do plan to see Licorice Pizza again this With week. With your hood up, you look like you're auditioning for Macbeth. Yo, I. It has a lot of the uh, the black and white. Uh, why can't I remember the guy's name? We were talking about the other night. Your guy, the the seventh seal. Bergman. Bergman. Yeah. Bergman. Are you telling me that I look like death right now? <laughs> No, well, the whole movie's got the Bergman vibe, though. It really does. I mean, stark blacks and whites. I took I took to Twitter with big superlatives and was like, Macbeth is like if Ber- if Ingmar Bergman shot Citizen Kane after he saw Throne of Blood or whatever, or like after any combination of those things, because it has all those Kurosawa by Superman Orson Welles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just I mean. It's fucking sick. I don't. I've been. I everyone that I tell about it, I try to preface it with like. I don't want to sound ridiculous, but this is maybe the only masterpiece anybody made all year. Because it's just... It gives... Well, I'm glad you're not prone to hyperbolic. <laughs> not in the no, but, and I But you know what? I don't disagree with that. I'm sure if I had watched more movies than either of us had that I might think of another one. But... Yeah. I would definitely call it a masterpiece. It's... It, it's one it, of the f- finest... And most watchable Shakespeare adaptations I've ever seen. Granted, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet, but I think that's a really good adaptation. No, that's, yeah, that's a really, really good it's, movie. And it's watchable. And what people, else is on that list? People who don't, uh, who've never seen Shakespeare before, to tell those stories well as a director and as an actor, you want people to understand what the fuck's going on. And, yeah. like, this movie for... 
I'd say eighty percent of it. Very comprehensible. Was comprehensible even to even a to, layman, a, to a, yeah exactly. And I think that to a lowly groundling. I wish that everyone could see it. Mike and I are lucky enough that we get to see it in a theater, which I think most people probably won't be because it comes out on Apple this weekend, so it's probably not going to be in theaters for much longer. But, yeah, it was really nice to see on a big screen. And the the movie opens in black with the 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 lines of the witches. And then the and it makes you, you the and it's such a great click on yeah and but it makes you it makes your ears turn on before your eyes so you're immediately like oh this is really cool poetry yeah it's language based. I understand what she's talking about and the sound design is or I guess I don't know <laughs> the editing there's a lot of really really clear whispers. You know, which is no, yeah. No, you're right. Like the, like the should be done on Shakespeare on film. Like it's about that language. You know. Yeah, this is the thing that we talked about as as the three of us were leaving the theater. We saw with Bob. Bob and I have a relationship to Macbeth. So does Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all have a relationship. Yeah, with we've all we've all been a part of productions of Macbeth yeah, or... and know and know the text well enough. And I mean, not I mean, it's fucking Macbeth. It's not like they're doing. It's one of my favorite Shakespeare stories. Me as well, and and a lot of that is because of the language and some of it. It's because a lot fucking, of it's fucking metal. Yeah, it's right. You know? It's great. Like uh, whereas Hamlet is like got a little more of a, that's the cure of an opera or not an opera an opera. Sure. Operatic, but like Hamlet, you know. Hamlet is the cure, and and Macbeth is like Iron Maiden, you know. Good, good comparison. Uh, for those kinds of people, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, people, yeah, anyone who they landed for. Uh, but the movie does such a really good. I'm glad you said the whispering thing because it utilizes all the points of it where Shakespeare is is hard to get on the stage like it makes the those moments purely cinematic but embraces all of the theatrical shit the theatrical stuff yeah you know like the in, sets are all expressionist oh they're craziness. So, they're so beautiful they all look like they're on a set but like yeah the way the wizard of oz did i guess exactly. yeah the know, way the way that like, citizen kane does yeah. like the it's it's really like dazzling in some places but then they like allow these really long takes so that actors can like get the rhythm of the entire beats you know what i mean sure. whether it's like fucking the is this a dagger i see before me that speech that is like one of the best one of the best you know because it's about momentum and he, you know, shoots his feet, and his feet begin a pace that you hear as he strides down this entire hallway, giving this speech, hallucinating the. And he's it's walking so past. He's walking good. past these arches that are casting light and shadow and light. <laughs> it was very. That was very very. Well There's, I, the, and I've said this as a as a superlative too that there was multiple moments like t took my breath away, the witches. Who is played the by witch. the witch who who reads for all the witches who plays all the witches? Amazing. Who is she? Julia. She I uh, she's a a dame. One of like the most venerated like stage actresses mm -hmm. of the time. Apparently, mm -hmm. I didn't. I think her name is Catherine Hunter. I don't want to fuck that up. But the, her everything physical, vocal, 
was just... I mean, anyone who has seen it or plans to see it will know the scene that we were talking about where your jaw drops off your fucking face well, watching Well, I her. imagine that, like... And then the filmmaking that that, that follows it, the reflections and the, mm-hmm. like, and it's, it's... It's so... It's so fantastic. I imagine that she was cast and there were other witches who were red and he eventually was like, I should just have her voice being played thrice and I don't know I would love I would love to know what because no one else can match that energy that's so specifically so creepy and so um I don't know just that Shakespeare magic you know yeah it's magic there's something truly when Shakespeare when you watch like really really good Shakespearean actors like Mark Rylance or something, and yeah. he's a, a quiet, whispery guy, sure. you know, and you're like, wow, these are... But the way that he goes big is also like a... Sure. <laughs> and Denzel does such a good job. Like, I was <sighs> really enamored, just one of his first monologues is him kind of whispering and walking and looking in the window, and then the arc he takes, because Macbeth has such a great arc to just being fucking crazy. Well, and he did something that I was... I was so, and it doesn't surprise me that Cohen fucking, I think, sees this, that Macbeth is not this, <laughs> when when productions like paint him as this just like wiping the blood off his face murderer mm-hmm. from the jump, there's like nowhere for that guy to go. Yeah. But the way that like Denzel enters this is just like a kind of tender normal guy. And as things start to slip, it like it it affects him in a different way than just being this like fucking butch monster that just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And then so when it t- and it seems in this movie that it curses everyone around him rather than cursing him, because Francis McDormand's like going to sleep and then wait like going to sleep after reading the letter and then like waking up. The next knowing that the, knowing the that done. she yeah. is she her whole thing changes like and he sees that go away and the way that and, oh and she's clearly she's I mean it's so because because nice. her and Joel Cohen are married like I imagine the entire production process has been the two of them sitting around and her reading those scenes over and over and over and over oh and yeah. And over. Well, and she's like an old theater actress, so I'm sure that that has to have been like a... I bet she talked him into it, and then he got into it, you know? <laughs> I bet she's like, someday you're going to cast me as Lady Macbeth. And he's like, Macbeth, huh? And has spent sure. 20 years getting obsessed with it. Sure. You know? I mean, it, it does kind of play that way, because it really is... It's so finely fucking tuned. It's an hour and 40 minutes. That's really what I imagine happened. <laughs> if she's like, someday you're going to do this for me if you, you know... And it's he was so like, good. And she could have done it 20 years ago and do it now. It wouldn't have made a difference. She's a, a very, very good casting for that role. She's great in it. Like, she's great Even in if it. she wasn't married to the director, I think anyone would be like, sorry, ladies. She's fantastic. Francis is here. She's fantastic in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really know what else to say about that. But that, movie, that is one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Everything across the board. I can't really think of anything about it to th- say negative, which 
No. You know, I know we go one way or the other on this podcast. We love things or hate things, but yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Very good. Very and good. short. Dude, hour so 40 minutes. You don't need, to be, a, you don't need like, to be a theater snob to dig it. No, I really, like, I, that's, I'm looking really, forward to like, more civilians. If you like fucking like dark and metal imagery and shit like that, I think you'll dig it. More, you know, if that's a selling point for sure. people who could care less. Uh, you wanted to talk about Don't Look Up as well? Yeah, speaking of dark imagery. <laughs> that's another one that's getting kind of roasted up from every angle a little yeah. bit. It's more divisive than I was anticipating. I kind of saw it coming because there is definitely a a lot of sympathy on the left with the kind of right-wing criticism of the elite Hollywoods talking down to people. But I, we talked about this, and I was like, really? The, I was like, I, I, my, I do understand that to the point where, like, the only lower class person I can think of in that movie was Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet and yeah. he was like the dumb religious one yeah. and maybe a drug addict and, yeah. and I was like okay I can kind of after I because I really dug it when I was watching it but I also think it was made to be like this is what it's like for the scientists this isn't really about the classism of it all this sure. is about science versus just anti-intellectual bullshit yeah. No, I, yeah, I understand. So I can see both sides of that. Yeah, I do wish it just, like, either tightened up in one way or, like, loosened up in another. Me too. You know, like, it's either, because I think, I, it tries too hard to, I think, hug the line of. It kind of lost me when Leo was doing his, like, network monologue at the end, because I was like, this movie doesn't feel like it really See, that's a, see, that's such a funny place to lose it, because it's like, it could have been any. I thought that it lost me, but it was just, like. It didn't feel like that movie had earned that kind of, you know, like this well, movie. Is, this movie should have loosened up, and that where it's one moment where it's like we're tightening up in this climactic moment when maybe it's like I think it's impossible to recover after you meet Meryl Streep. Hmm. That character is just too ridiculous. The whole, it's. In, I thought it was interesting that you were kind of introduced to like. 10 characters and then no one else new came into the story other than Timothy Chalamet in the 11th hour. Yeah, it like, does, it does he, have like some they kind just of weird kept going to the issues. same talk show and dealing with the same one politician we saw. Mm. And yet, I just think that movie could have been really interesting if you cut the budget on all of the actors and had it could have been a series, you know, it could have been done in all sorts of different ways. I understand why they did it the way they did it. Have all these big names. It's going to get seen by the most people, right? That's yeah. kind of the ultimate goal that you want, right? And that's kind of what it's... Yeah. It's a bit of a Ouroboros of a thing where it's like, yeah, we're going to make fun of Ariana Grande singing about... The <laughs> I really hope that that gets... Ending, but like, I really want that to get nominated for an Oscar. I don't know. I doubt it's gonna happen, but it'd be so funny if she had I to sing that at the too. Oscars. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> she was really funny when she's like... When he's like, I'm sorry about your breakup. And she's <laughs> like, why don't you fuck off, old man? <laughs> it is nice to see DiCaprio have things like that said to him now, you know? He's clearly down... I yeah, I'm getting older, man. He's got to. He's also got to like. 
He's gonna be like Steve Martin or something, where he's gonna have a baby when he's like sixty. You know. Good on him, I guess. Do what you, do your thing, man. <laughs> That's like your version of like People magazine. <laughs> DiCaprio's gonna have a kid when he's like sixty. I'd like to. I'd like for you to just like write opinion pieces about. It. That's my. That's what famous. I think. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the best person to just be like. What do you think about the Anna Ferris Chris Pratt thing, Mike? I'm I'm Team Ferris, bro. Well, definitely. I mean, who isn't? But you want me to do this like I don't care? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe maybe I picked too sore a subject. I should think of something. I'm sorry. A I'm, little more. I'm kind of. I'm like, nah. I don't fuck with Chris Pratt. I don't, I don't fuck with Chris Pratt do. at all. Chris Pratt, who is now going to be playing Garfield and end Mario. Yeah. What the hell? What the fuck, world? <laughs> I saw a really funny, oh, let me see if I can think of it. It was a tweet, and I would give credit if I could remember that well, but the tweet was like, how Chris Pratt became famous with the energy of a youth pastor and the look of a, of a you know, TGIF waiter, like, is beyond any of us. I, yeah, I wish I could remember some of the more acrobatic burns of that guy that I've seen on Twitter, because... He's a wonderful candidate for them. It's because Guardians of the Galaxy was a new and different superhero movie. Well, and, and Parks and Rec is one of those shows that people like. Re- that's like that's like a nightlight show for yeah, people. Yeah, but he was like the dumb one in it, and he was all fat back then, and that's why he was funny. But that's like why he got famous was that show. You know who should have gotten f- more famous from that was uh, Aubrey. I think Aubrey Plaza does pretty well. What was the? Did you see the the nun movie? I never, saw, movie? I never saw it. She hosted the Indie movie. Spirit Awards not that long ago. I Audrey Plaza is great. Big fan. Oh yeah, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, Parks and Rec was another one of those like. Not for me. Workplace comedy of the era. Joe Biden was a running joke in that because I, I know it's so lame. <laughs> it's the one Biden. of God. It has to be one of the lamest TV moments of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right up there with uh, Brad City has one of these as well where they see Hillary Clinton and it's like I liked when they saw Katie Couric or no Kelly, Kelly Ripa Kelly Ripa the Kelly that Ripa episode really fucking funny. is amazing so, isn't she just like nuts yeah like yeah she like calls like some like jiggles over <laughs> yeah good for her yeah that, I do like her that one's funny <laughs> but the Hillary one is like t- it's tough yeah it's like any SNL of anybody of ever. anyone ever it's just like yeah. any episode of SNL <laughs> um, I know we don't like I don't like to talk about celebrity fuck stuff cause I just don't care but the Pete Davidson Kanye Kim shit is so memed that I can't help it I'm like I'll follow these pages that I'm like I'm like fellas why are we following this we are like my aunt at the salon talking about who's fucking who like, but you're he all, begged, but he also begged Miley in the meantime? Like, what is this man doing? Are you talking about Pete or Kanye? Pete Davidson. Oh, and sure. Kanye's fucking Jessica Fox now. I no, Julia Fox. Julia Fox. These are things I know because of memes, and it yeah. annoys me a little bit. Well, memes are our fucking new everything, dude. I know, but it's weird. I don't feel like... Welcome I to should, 2018. I don't want to know or care, <laughs> but I do think it's really funny that Pete Davidson is fucking came behind Kanye, and Kanye was all... That made me laugh. I thought that was funny. Seemed like some cosmic justice or something. Uh, new Kanye documentary coming to Netflix in February. Three-part doc series. 
Uh-oh. I think we only have one option for a guest on that podcast. Oh and I think God. we have to do it. I don't think I it. can watch that. I don't think I'd... I don't know if I can get through that. I think that you need to kind of be uh, <laughs> clockwork oranged into into the yay verse, dude. Oh my god. I need rules. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because literally it's going to be three hours of like albums that I did not listen to. I remember College Dropout. And after that I wasn't really checking, check, checking in. Checked in. Anyway. Anyway. I'll probably I'll probably cut a lot of that. Out. Have to say. It's pretty boring. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you always say that when we Yeah, you know. That's why know. we were doing better at sticking to the rails before we did that tequila shot. It is telling me that the uh, battery's running low on the computer. You got anything else to say about don't look up? No, I'm good with it. I think everyone has I'm access good with it. to it. It's on Netflix, so I mean It's not in my top fifteen, I'll tell you that. Oh. My top 40 coming soon. Have to watch Ben and Dada. I'm at 39. Oh my right god. Now. I uh, I'll do my top I'll do my top 5. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Top yeah, 5. I'll do top 5. All right. Well, we'll be back soon. I think that that was a pretty fun episode, honestly. I'm just glad we're doing something again. It's nice to see you, buddy. It's nice to see you too, microphone. Okay.